they ready? Go yeah, first, I go second. Right Kenny like, third, right? Hi, I'm first, second, third? Or... It's been recording every Okay. Take one. Action. This is Rob. This is Kenny. This is Hunter. <laughs> Take two. This is Rob. This is Kenny. This is Hunter. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rob. This is Kenny. This is Hunter from It Comes in Waves. It Comes in Waves. It Comes in Waves. You're listening to Beyond FM. Beyond FM. Beyond FM. This is Hunter from It Comes this in is Hunter. Waves. <laughs> hey, I even sexed it up a little bit. Beyond FM. St. Louis. St. Louis. St. Louis. The 314. Beyond FM, the best of everything STL. They said it was just a good story, one that would soon come to an end. They expected us to be satisfied with how far we've come. We're not satisfied. We're here to prove that the past is merely a point of reference and not a predictor of the future. Our team is relentless. We've overcome adversity. We've delivered at the most crucial times. Do you think we have their attention now? You think they can hear us? It's bigger than us. It's about our city. All of us, together, pushing towards the same goal. This is about our dream. About chasing immortality. A collective idea. A singular goal. Buddy, we're still here. Parental discretion strongly advised. It's sports and local music wrapped up into one. It's Hattricks with Patrick on Beyond FM. Regulator, mount up!
the best of everything stl beyond fm welcome to the monday night show it is the hat tricks and you just heard it comes in waves this is a confession not an apology of course it's the acoustic version tried to get the regular version but that would have been another two minutes and 30 seconds added on to the 257 that it already was and speaking of it comes in waves Hey, that sultry voice you hear is the one and only Kenny Boyer of It Comes in Waves. What's uh, happening, Kenny? I don't know about sultry, but uh, <laughs> I'm here anyway. He is in the studio tonight, joining us. Uh, only member of the of the band that could make it tonight. So yeah, boo those guys. Yeah, fuck the rest of them guys. Bunch oh, of jerks! Bunch of jerks. And Doug's back in the studio. Back in studio. It's kind of nice. It's yeah, it's kind of nice when you actually decide to join us, you know, because you didn't want to join last week with ATG. So there was others outstanding things. There reasons. was other things going on. Speaking of ATG, apparently he had a massive, awesome show at uh, Blueberry Hill Duck Room, a surprise show last, this past Friday. Of I didn't all know places. I, of all places. I didn't know that you like people do that. In all honesty, uh, you know, I I feel like the. I feel like Blueberry Hills usually like a little bit more planned out yeah. than, than a pop-up show. Than a pop, yeah, a pop-up show because that's exactly what it was. Like it just out of like they released their new single, uh Discrepancies did Friday. Yeah, and it Hands slaps. Yes, it does. That is a badass song. And <clears throat> out of nowhere, they're like, "Oh yeah, we're also playing a Blueberry Hill Duck Room tonight. It's just a pop-up show." And I was like, "Man, <laughs> I knew like I know pop, you could do that at like Pops. That would be a place yeah. you could do that at." You could probably get away with that at like the heavy anchor or the sinkhole or something like that. But Blueberry Hill, Blueberry Hill, Hill. Blueberry yeah. Hill. That in <laughs> that on a Friday, not, definitely not shitting on them. Like by no, any, no, any not at all, all, not at all. That that <laughs> that's, that's just, just surprising. Am, that is very surprising. That was a, that's amazing. <clears throat> and congratulations uh, to them for uh, for, for sure for having a, a good show there. Yeah, and I have, I missed it because I actually went out and checked out the Wild and Free with uh, their record album release party with Inner Outlines, The 45, uh, Jason Kane and the Jive, and Augmented Hearts at Diamond Music Hall on Friday. Don't forget Nick from All-American Rejects. Nick Wheeler from All-American Rejects rocked out 
along with the Wild and Free, and somebody was supposed to go, but as soon as he found out that that the Wild and Free was going to take the stage probably at 9.30, he bailed. And what, and what time did they end up taking the stage? Right around 9.45, 10 o'clock. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, that, that's a little late for us to get up at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. Because yeah, you're an old man. Just admit it. Responsibilities. Dusty you're old just, fart here. He's a, he is a dusty old no, fart. No, I'm talking about me. Oh, I'm right there with <laughs> you. Don't worry. I'm also a dusty old fart, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the grandpa of my band. <laughs> I was giving him shit because he because uh, he he goes to bed so early some nights, and you know I understand it. You got to drive around in your little tow truck all day and shit like that. Go to bed at nine o'clock to get up at four thirty in the morning. I need the, my beauty sleep. Yeah, it, the beauty part's definitely not working on you. Well, the much, sleep so. part does. So, well, <laughs> not really. I don't get either. Uh, but yeah, the show overall was awesome. I had never heard of Jason Kane and the Jive. They are apparently out of San Antonio, Texas, and they rocked out. They killed it that night. Uh, the 45 killed it as always, and they've closed out their set with uh, Disaster, and that had the whole place going too. So by the time uh, Wild and Free took over, like everybody was ready for it. Everybody was just so amped up for it. And I think about halfway through, Nick Wheeler showed up and played the rest of the set with them. They got done, and people were chanting for like one more song, one more song. And this by is my people, you mean you? No, it wasn't just me. <laughs> ben, hey, there this was, is the wild and free man. Yes. You put some respect on their name. <laughs> this it was also. I will. I will say it was also Ben Lambert and a few other people were chanting one more song, one more song. They finally they came back out after a couple minutes. And this was the funniest damn thing. Mike takes them, gets on the microphone, grabs his guitar, and he says, "Look, we have not practiced this song in." weeks if not months we don't normally play this one but they played werewolf heart <laughs> and they and it, it, as far as i could tell it definitely worked it they fucking killed it with that song so shout out props to them for playing a song i'm not mistaken he also attributed uh, that song to you yeah yeah i wasn't gonna mention that but yeah so what else we got going on the concert calendar coming you up? Give me a second. I'm going to get to it, man. Damn. Oh, get, chop, chop. Uh, so, but yeah, the, they did. Mike did mention that because, you know, they know that was my favorite song and they threw that out. They're like, oh, because we know pads here. And I threw a sign up on stage for them. And this is not a shot. This is not like I'm not trying to like dog any other band in the entire STL scene and shit <laughs> through us. And I'm, this goes for you guys too. Come on. I threw a sign on the stage that said, your music saved me. And that is true for the wild and free. I love every other fucking band in the entire local scene, but for like different circumstances and different reasons, basically that they're like music playing, like totally fucking reached me for some freaking reason. Can't explain it. I don't want to go into you know, the detail that's, that's because the, it's so much. That's the cool thing about, about music, right? So like as a musician and a, a writer and everything like that, you know, like I could sit here and talk to you all day about what the song means to me at the end of the day. I'm not necessarily just making the song for me. I'm making it for other people too. So, you know, the, my meaning doesn't really mean anything if it means something completely different to you and it helps you through whatever you're going through at the time. Um, I was actually going to wait till a little bit later on in the show to mention it, but uh, I have gifted you a uh, a new little something to uh, check out tonight. And uh, I think it kind of fits the vibe uh, that we're, we're kind of touching on here right now. Uh, the song is called Safe Haven. Awesome. Um, 
I was going to, I threw it out on social media that we have that world premiere to jam out later too. So, uh, we won't, we won't get to it just yet, but, uh, it's too early for that. Just a a kind of early touch on it and hint and and whatnot. An early tease, if you will. Yeah, sure. An early tease. We have Save Haven, the new single from It Comes in Waves. We're going to throw that on later on in the show. Uh, as Doug mentioned, we got to mention the concert or the concert calendar. Fivefold family reunion coming up this Friday. I doubt I will see you there because you are so old. The ATG is going to be at that one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, discrepancy. So it's going to be uh, fivefold discrepancies and Copperview this Friday at Pops. I don't know if Chris. Oh will. no, I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm not allowed at Pops no more. Yeah, I don't think Chrissy's going to allow you to go to the East Side. So that's going to be a problem. Uh, doors open at four happy hour from five to seven show starts at seven general admission. All ages, $10 advanced $15 day of the show, $45 for VIP, which I don't know what the VIP entails with fivefold, but you know, you could hit them up and ask them about it. Uh, deliverance charity show Saturday, November 19th featuring deliverance retro and the greater good. And so much more off Broadway music venue. You can get tickets online. Uh, concert bright to get tickets for that one. Punk's giving presented by three, one, four punk and four hands brewing company featuring Wes Hoffman and friends, modern angst, the Chandler swing and the number one sons. That is November 23rd. And then the pops local showcase Sunday, uh, December 4th. And then after that Saturday, December 17th, the bastard squad, a holiday bazaar at the off Broadway music venue. All your tickets and everything can be found at beyondfm.com. Go online, get tickets now, and hopefully we will see you out there. So we got Kenny in. Uh, We had a bit of a discussion about baseball while we were off air, kind of show prepping (laughs) a little bit. And I got some stuff to uh, talk about when it comes. We got some, we're going to be, we we have some stuff to duke out. Yes, we do. (laughs) There is, there was released earlier today. Was a YouTube video that was sent to at least seven, seven different major league teams. And the Cardinals were one of them. And it was sent out by the one and only Trey Turner shortstop right now for the Dodgers. And I think it's pretty freaking interesting. Should we take a break or we should go ahead and play it now? Oh, go ahead and play it now. Let's let's go jump ahead. into some stuff. Let's here. go. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and play it now. I found this pretty damn cool. And we understand that going to college. Shit, I had it loaded up and it's going to start playing videos. Here we go. Trey Vance Turner, a true superstar in today's game. This guy does it all. He can run, he can throw, he plays elite shortstop, he hits, he hits for power. Did I mention he hits for power? <laughs> He slides. He can lead off and be a table setter, or he can hit second or third and be a run producer. As an opponent, he's your worst nightmare. As a teammate or fan, he's a dream come true. There's no doubt Trey has become one of the best position players in the game today. You need some facts to back it up? Since 2019, he's been the second best position player in baseball, according to fan graphs, with 20.1 F1. He sits behind only Judge and leads Freeman, Ramirez, and Betts. Trey's the only active shortstop. 
All right. You, so you're watching that. It's, it goes on for about another minute and a half, basically. The guy so, shot his own infomercial. Okay. <laughs> he surprised, definitely surpri- did. Surprised we weren't watching that on QVC. He shot his own infomercial, and he got St. Louis and John Hamm to narrate that. For the low, low price <laughs> of $30 million a year. Prob- oh, man. I mean, what, okay. Uh, Come on. He's got some of the best production in all of baseball, probably for about the past like five, six seasons. You wouldn't want to have Trey Turner at short? I'm no, not saying I wouldn't. But I'm saying that the Cardinals do have an ace in the hole, and I think you're forgetting about him. He just won the the inaugural year for the utility player, Brendan Donovan. Are you serious right now? A thousand percent, yes. You were going to. That dude is so exciting. He plays old school, hard baseball. (laughs) I'm not going to deny that, but. And as a a curmudgeon old (laughs) (laughs) 30-something, I love seeing that dude hustle, man. I, I will admit I am a fan of Brendan Donovan. And you're right. He did win the inaugural utility player at Gold Glove. <laughs> but. But is he going to hit consistently? He has so far. We I don't mean, have any reason to believe he won't. I, I mean, mean, you're already choking on your words here, Pat. <laughs> I mean, come on now. I think Ozzy could do better than Trey Turner. I said it. Even old man Ozzy. Wow. wow. <laughs> Should we just wow. excuse him now? <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. Trey Turner, a guy that he's been going number one in fantasy baseball drafts for about the past three seasons. Okay, but who who will you give up? Who do you give up? You're not going to give up anybody to be able you to. Have to. You, you have to. You sign him. There's supposed to be enough money right now for Cardinals, for the Cardinals to pick up a bat and a pitcher. But uh, wouldn't it be better to have two pitchers? In my opinion, yes, because we have, I mean, we are rife with with talent in the far, in the farm system. Right I would now, say, you, I would say Jordan Walker. A bit. I would say right now, uh, Mason Wynn is probably the heir apparent to shortstop. Yes, I agree. But how far along is he right now, though? I think he makes his debut in Triple A next year. I think you're probably I, I right. Think that, I think that that would be fair. But if you have a son, but if I you, say if you give if you give Brendan Donovan a few reps over there at at shortstop, a legitimate shot over there at shortstop as your everyday guy, he's gonna knock your socks off. That kid's got range. I think I think he has potential, but are you gonna go with a possibility of potential? Versus a guaranteed all-star. Okay. If it, if what are you going to do with the outfield? You have Jordan Walker waiting in the outfield right now. Okay. Bur- how about Bur- Burleson? The uh, injury, injury-prone uh, Tyler O'Neill, who can't man, play a healthy I'd, season. I'd say he seems to be on his last um, I mean, I'd say if I'd say see there's how There's out, big outfield names, too, that are a free agent right now, too. Yeah, like Nemo. You had a list pulled up, like the I top. I did have a list, and that's why you, I, that's why I just got excited because whenever he said outfield, I was like, "Ooh, Nemo's Nemo's up for free agency this who is year." Who is it? Who is it? Mike, Nemo, uh, uh, is Mike it? Trout. Nemo. Uh, no, not Mike Trout. We're not. We're not going to land. No, there's we're, no way. We're, no. we're not going to land that fish. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well done. Yeah, well take done. waitress. Well done. There. I mean, there's. I mean, there's ways of, of landing him, but. It's what we have to give up to 
land that fish. I mean, Trout, he's got what? Probably like nine years still left on his deal. I want to say. Roughly? Well, I mean, right now. There's can... there's one that I forgot about. Ooh, oh, okay. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to have a veteran behind the plate and someone like Wilson Contreras. He has been been saying that. He has been saying that. Right after the trade deadline. He's he's getting a little bit older, so he's not going to be an everyday guy. But we haven't had one now forever. We've we've got a couple pretty good yeah, prospects I there. And, I and would Kis, say Kisner I, and I've, everybody seems to forget about Ivan Herrera. What so. do you yeah. what do you think though? It's going to cost to get Wilson Contreras. I don't think it'll cost that much. I mean, he's coming into a free agency year. I mean, he knows he's on the back end of his con, of his time in baseball. I mean, he's not. He doesn't have the longevity as someone like Yadier Molina had, or. Uh, Buster Posey, I think Buster Posey was ripped out of a few years due to concussions. But, I mean, Contreras still has, I would say, another four to five years of good behind the plate. And that would, I mean, Ivan uh, Herrera would could still use some time back there to pick up some warm. But, I mean, thing with the Cardinals is behind the plate, we don't know what we're looking at or what we're getting ourselves into because – we haven't had a season in 19 years without Yachty or Molina. We haven't had a catcher, an old school catcher like Yachty is yet. Like, because you look at the catchers nowadays, they have to have the signals. Uh, with they, they no longer are the the kind of catchers that th- that call the signs and stuff like that. So some are, some very few. That's like a dying breed. Yeah, they they're they're all going to the electronic signals, and I don't know yeah. how those because your Astros like vibrate your cap or something yeah, like, something like that. And they I, there was a couple of I think it was during the World Series too. They were just like I can't hear anything. I can't hear anything. It kind of slows the game down, and that's. What you what you refer to Rob Manfred as? <laughs> uh, this is not HR friendly. But <laughs> <laughs> called him mana fuck. <laughs> I mean, you complain about guy. you know old school catchers being gone, but at the same time you complain about Houston Astros and their sign stealing. We, okay, okay, which okay, that okay. was the reason of going this route we, with we, the signals in the arm. Can we can we wait a little bit before we get into that? Let's take a break before we get into that. <laughs> we go into that subject. I'm just saying. You, you know, there is a name. I'm going to leave you with a name. I'm going to leave you with a name before we go to break. I'm going to leave you with a quick name that I think everybody should probably consider outside of Trey Turner at short. Dansby Swanson from Atlanta. It's going to be money. Eh? Maybe. I don't hate that idea. Power hitter. Definite power hitter. We'll be right back. We're going to play some Brook Royal right here on Beyond FM.
stars if we're not living like rock stars if we live like rock stars the music will come okay. the music will come okay. Charlie beyond FM
It's the poor with hate runaway on beyond FM. The best of everything. STL. Uh, we had to throw, I had to write that down for Kenny to remember beforehand when we were doing a few, uh, liner notes. <laughs> I might be Dory. <laughs> <laughs> I, what was it? What was it? Holy corn dog. No, it was Christ on a corn Christ, dog. Christ on a corn dog. Christ that, on a corn dog. That, there's your new liner, the new imagery folks. Uh, Christ on a corn dog will now be heard on beyond <laughs> every once in a while courtesy of our one of one only Kenny Boyer Me. from it comes in waves. So I'm just going to throw the stats out there. Uh, I mentioned uh, Dansby Swanson. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm kind of 277 okay hitter. Not bad. 18 stolen bases, 96 RBIs, 25 home runs. Yeah. That is what I he mean, did this last season. The dude swats. He does. But if we don't pick up starting pitching, we're going to need strong leather over there. Yeah. And, you know, he would, pro- I would say he would fit that bill more than a lot of other uh, options that we have currently. It's potential versus a solid, solid possibility. Yeah, but I'm still. I mean, we've got team control of of Brendan Donovan for. I mean, that was his rookie campaign. Yeah, and he, and he won a gold freaking glove, man. As he, but we've got team was, control okay, of him. Okay, for, okay. We've got five he years won, of team control. He, he won. You're right. We have control of him. You're right. He won. He won a gold glove. But the thing was, he didn't win it at any particular position. He won it because he played. Outfield, infield. I think he probably was ready, a fucking ready catcher. For ready for this? He won it because he was above proficient at all of those positions. He was the best. But if you plug player. him, I'm not going to drop your mic. But boom, mic drop. Okay, but if you plug him <laughs> at one particular position throughout the entire season, does he still excel at that spot? I genuinely believe so. Yeah, because he he is the he's he's got something to prove. And he wants to stick around. He wants to play hard. He had what, like a twenty-game hitting streak last year or something? Uh, I think or it this was. Year, I guess. Yeah, this past year, uh, I think it was around it was like, something like that. Something like that. But and I think, and also, I think, like, like guy does, down the stretch, he was the only one that was hitting. Or maybe it was an on-base streak or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it was, it was like it I was, think it was like on-base streak the, for like 20, 25 games. Let's go back like to Moneyball. Does he get on base? <laughs> <laughs> That was the most Brad Pitt. <laughs> That's the best I can do. That was the most. That <laughs> is the best Brad Pitt impersonation I've it's, ever heard. It's right got to be an impression because it's not looks. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I mean, he's at least consistent at every position. At every position, sure. But consistent other, enough. How? Okay. Who else do we have that's consistent? Edmund. Sort of. Yeah. Eh. How dare you? Tommy, sir, sir. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> Tommy Edmond was our most consistent all I year. Would, uh, well, most consistent. What about Nolan Arenado? What about Goldie? Uh, who both apparently had heart attacks in September. Uh, yeah. They, I mean, especially they, at the game we were at. Yeah. We went to game two against uh, Philly. We went to the if, final if game. It was, yeah. <laughs> if, it, if it wasn't for that, like actually seeing them on the field moving, I would think that they just laid down at their positions. <laughs> well, I wouldn't, they didn't lay it down at the positions. They just laid down when they got to the plate. 
Fair, fair. <laughs> Let me retract. They they laid down in the batter's box instead of step in. It was they like inch, watching. They it was like warmed wa- into the batter's box. It was like watching Henry Rowan Gardner in the rookie of the year stand in the box. Rickenbacker. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I mean, do we really need to go after anybody? I mean, you got Pitching. Nolan Gorman. Pitching. Well, I mean, other Gorman, than I don't know about. I'm not sold on Gorman anymore because he had he started off on fire, and then just. But we've had we've had this talk it out of the gate, didn't we? We have he we've, did. we've had this talk several times. We've had this talk, but at the there's a at difference the end of the at day, the triple A level than there is at the major league. And level. he proved it. I want to say for maybe the first couple of weeks he was on fire, and then after that, they I wouldn't even give him the first figuring. couple of weeks. We were at his first game in St. Louis, and he didn't do nothing. Goldie hit a walk-off grand slam against Toronto. That was that was Gorman Goldie. didn't that's do Goldie. Anything. Goldie does those. The rest of, of the team didn't do anything that game. Well, they did score. I think they did score other runs besides Goldschmidt. I think Goldie had the grand slam at the end and shit. I'm pretty sure. Walk off. Wait, Gorman innings. actually, I'm pretty sure had a double that game. I'm almost sure positive. How do you guys remember this shit? I don't remember what I had for lunch. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 162 <laughs> games. Yeah, I had a break there. 162 games. Well, it was against Toronto, so it kind of it sticks out. So we watched That's the guy fair. get ejected out of the game for uh, heckling. Uh, what was it? Uh, Russ Springer. Yeah, yeah, from the dugout. <laughs> Because he because he was part of the because he was part of the Astros cheating scandal and he yeah. got he was they were like saying something about trash cans and instantly got thrown out. <laughs> oh, okay, trash so, cans! Yes, okay. So there's your segue. So let's talk about it. All right, let's talk. Let's so talk. I mean, you get upset. I You've get been upset. upset for the past. I, I don't am, know, a week or so. I am upset. I am upset because I've never liked Houston when they were a division rival. I don't like Houston. I view Houston in the same aspects as Cincinnati and fucking uh, not quite my hatred of Chicago, but close to it. But see, here's the thing about the hatred for Chicago. The hatred for Chicago really only comes because you're a St. Louis Cardinals fan or a St. Louis Blues fan. It doesn't have I anything don't to do. No, no I don't. Fuck I, the Cubs. I, yeah, I still, still fuck the Cubs, still <laughs> fuck the Blackhawks, fuck the White Sox. Uh, I'm, the uh, I don't have anything okay. against the White Sox. I, I, okay. let's, let's yeah, it's a little too far. A little too far. White Sox, I don't have much against them because TLR and Tim Anderson, I love Tim Anderson at shortstop. I think Tim Anderson is the future of fucking baseball. Do Why I don't want to go after him? Do I think he's Jackie Robinson? No. But do I think he's awesome? Yes. And not once did y'all throw his name in there. I don't think he's a free agent. I think he's still got like three or four years left on his deal. Just because you have time left on your deal don't mean you can't make a trade. You, okay, who are you going to trade? And I guarantee you Chicago is going to come after Jordan Walker. Everybody and their mother are going to be asking about Jordan Walker for the next year until he is the everyday outfielder for the St. Louis Cardinals. Just saying. I mean, that's that's fair. <laughs> no matter what trade, <laughs> no matter what trade the Cardinals try to pursue or even look at, the first question is going to be, hey, what's the availability of Jordan Walker? And Moe's just going to need to tell them to fuck off. I, wow. I think if you wanted to make a dangle on a trade, your best bet is going to be to throw DeYoung out there and maybe dangle Liberatory. Which, you know. O'Neal. Oh, don't even get me started on Matthew Liberatory. Good Lord. 
I, I, it's nothing against him. I think he's got incredible potential. I think he's got the potential, but, but the fact is, but if we want, this will go down. If we want to be able to use DeYoung as trade bait, it's going to require a strong kicker. I think, and you're and right. A tra- and a trade pick is not going to do it. I think you're or absolutely right. Pick. Yeah, or some like a lower level. In order to get rid of DeYoung, we would have to get rid of like somebody else along with it. And I think you're probably right. Matthew Libatori is probably in that kind of sense. But this that will look that will prove that Mo is wrong, and Mo does not like to be proved wrong. Well, I mean, here's the other thing: every time the Cardinals trade for somebody, they get the the star, and we get the bag of balls. So, I mean, do we even want to try and trade? Do we just keep the Cardinals, keep the the farm system? Don't trade because we get the wrong deal. You're probably right. If I I I may, real quick, I want to touch on the Mo does not like to be wrong because the guy literally invented a position for himself. He invented his own job so that he could have a fall guy to fire whenever he fucked up enough. <laughs> that's basically what Gersh is. Gersh is the fall guy. Yeah, that's literally Gersh all is it per, is. Gersh is the perennial fall guy. Oh, we didn't make the playoffs this year. Let's just fire Let's fire Gersh and let's yep. get somebody else in as He's the GM. He's the president of baseball operations. He, he, he what is, the fuck? <laughs> that's the general manager. That's just what a general manager does is be the president of baseball operations. You're right. And you know, not when in I St. Say, Louis. <laughs> nope. <laughs> we have our own position. Pretty much. I don't think I don't think there's any I don't think the position is held by anybody else in all of baseball. I think that's a mo only term. What was Larusa's position when he was in Arizona? I think he was like president of like baseball scouting. Oh, okay. I think he was like it, everybody. So that way, that way, when the scouts now mess up, it's not on Larusa. Yeah, it's not on Larusa. It's on everybody else that works for so when, him. So when you have a big name, you just put president of that operation. Yeah. So and you it's have everybody else. It's the fifteen guys that work for me. It's their fault. It's yeah. not my fault. Oh. No, but when I said Mo doesn't like to be doesn't want to be proved wrong, I think the person that excludes that the most is Libatory. Because he was the key in that trade that traded away Randy Rosarino. Oh, he was catalyst. Yeah. Absolutely. And Mo has been praising him, saying, oh, he's the next coming of Randy Johnson. He is the next big thing mm. at the left-handed pitching yeah. position. Oh, it's a stretch. And we haven't seen it. It's well, been, I mean, he's, it's also, been, he's also like 13 years old still. <laughs> but, Wait, are we talking about Brad Thompson? <laughs> he finally got some gray hair. He may be fifteen. No, I, no, he's that's tw- a, no, that's a he's, he's still no, he's, young. He's very he, young. He, he's he, very young, but also this is now the third or fourth year going into this. The guy, and the guy he, threw high single A and then came to the came to the majors, and we expected him to perform. No, of course no, he's no. Not he, he got perform. he's got a, he got a lot of chances through Double A AA and Triple A last season. I think he had like fourteen starts in Double A and like another seven Did in Triple really A. Yeah. He had. I, didn't he think spent, I thought he spent, he spent all his time in, in No, he spent all of his season last year going back and forth between double A AA to triple A to get brought up and gets knocked around, gets sent back down. They bring him up again, gets knocked around again. They send him to the bullpen. And it's like, okay, go back to Memphis. Just stay well, in Memphis okay, for a while. So here you go. When you don't have, you're not consistently in a rotation or a lineup and you're going. We keep talking about this and talking about this. He can be great in double A, be great in triple A. If he's not pitching consistently in a major league team, he's never going to get the consistency he needs to pitch against the high quality players and he'll be nothing. 
You're right about that. You're right. If he doesn't have that consistent, that seem the consistency, but in a sense, you call this guy up mid mid to late season, and you're in a playoff push. You're asking for trouble in that sense because you need to get this guy on a more consistent basis. Two starts, and I'm pretty sure they cut bait and sent sent him back down to Memphis. Okay, well, well, I mean, you're looking at it that way. You can't do that though, about the, this late in the, the season. How about Jordan Hicks? You 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 bring him in for an inning, maybe two, because he's been a closer and a long reliever, or a, not long, but a mid reliever his whole career. And you're gonna try and make him a starting pitcher just because Which was a shit. You know you had that nothing. Was, that was nothing. That that was the dumbest idea that they've they've came up with, and I can see why the guy throws 118 miles an hour. <laughs> you want to make him a starter? I'm telling you. I mean, he was a natural starter. He's been a starter in the past, but that's been years before he, Tommy John surgery. Before Tommy John surgery. Before he Not. was the closer, like 2019, 2020, and shit like that. I said, me and you talked about this. He is the perfect. I won't even say setup person. Perfect person to come in after Uncle Charlie gets off the mound. You go from seeing that 80-mile-an-hour fastball, that 50-mile-an-hour curveball, to a 118-mile-an-hour fastball and slider. Dude, you ain't touching it. But you're coming you're, – you're basically talking about going against – or taking over for Adam Wainwright, who chances are he's not even going to make it out of the third or fourth inning because his velocity is dipped and people are starting to tear the cover off the Here's ball the against thing, him. He's he's still going. He's still he went deeper. Effective. He went deeper in almost every one of his starts than the rest of the starting rotation for the Cardinals this year. Besides, Didn't Miles, damn near have I, a complete game. I think yeah, he had two well, or three in the season. But, but but that was against Pittsburgh, though. You have to look at the look at the he's, stats on that. He, he's <laughs> no, you he's don't have still to look at forty years old, forty-two years old, and he threw Pittsburgh, a complete game. Pittsburgh or not, at his age and his at philosophy, Pittsburgh or not, they are basic. The Pirates at the end of the season when he faced off against the Pirates, they were the equivalent of a double A team. He was pitching a, against <laughs> Johan Oviedo for fuck's sake. He's hold on. He's a at his velocity. He's a double A pitcher. All right, <laughs> he's low single. <laughs> let's let's be honest. The only thing keeping Adam around is that curveball. Twelve to six, yeah. The twelve to six drop. <laughs> old, old Uncle Charlie, man. That's that's he all pitches it, the corners still, and but then nails him with the curveball. You can't break it ankles with it. You can't consistently throw that because chances are they're gonna hit it, and they proved that he left a lot of hanging curveballs. But season. he came out and said that at towards uh, the end of the season, I don't know if it was that he was in his own mind, but he said he wasn't himself and he wasn't happy with the way the season ended on him. So. He's got something to prove this season. He's already said he has something to prove. Really it's does. his last season. It better be his fucking last season. Jesus no, Christ. he's already came out and said this is the, the last ride. Are you, are you kidding me? After he was able to sign a Bobby Bonilla deal? <laughs> <laughs> I promise Not you this just is that. It. I mean, <laughs> that man got a million dollars for the next 10 years. Yep. Regardless. Bobby, oh, my God. On, not just that. July Bobby Bonilla. He gets Bobby a penthouse. <laughs> he gets a penthouse when they go on the road. He's getting, he has he so much in his contract. It was like a $17 million deal, and like $6 million of it is actual salary. The perks <laughs> and, yeah. and a 10 year salary. Perks and deferred salary for the next like 10 plus years. Where'd you Jesus. say, well, I stayed on the top 
of the Ritz Carlton. And everybody else is staying in the first and second floors of the hotel oh, down just, the street. Wayno's hanging, hanging brain against the window. <laughs> he got he got to see what Albert and Yachty went through this year, and he's like, probably. I'm gonna double that next year. <laughs> I'm gonna make these guys look like idiots. He wants he wants it. He that's the whole reason he wanted it all for himself. So that's why. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to share a spotlight in my last year. Well, I, I think what really kept him on one more season is, I mean, those guys played consistently for their whole entire career. Wayno missed a season with the Achilles tenant tear. So he's and like Tommy John. Oh, and so he's yeah out two seasons. So theoretically, yeah, he, he still a, has another season. Was it was it 2015, 2016? When he tore Yachty, the summer. Yeah, Yachty was out most of that season. Yeah, yeah. And tore uh, summer sliding into third base. Yep. Uh, oh, we can't forget. I'm the, pretty uh, sure Pools had a had like a, a whole year. He was down in in uh, in L.A. Uh, Not the Dodgers, yeah, the, no, the, the Angels, Angels. But it was, the, it was, yeah, it was the heel spurs and the plantar fasciitis. I'll say, yeah. well, and then Yachty missed a good chunk of time after he had that uh, emergency surgery. Yeah, and they thanks to know. Jordan Hicks <laughs> <laughs> threw the ball so damn hard he broke his goddamn shattered the cup. <laughs> <laughs> How hard's your pitcher throwing? Well, the safety oh, device is working. Well, you wonder why? Oh. I mean. 108 miles an hour right to the nuts. No, that was a strike. No, my ball. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Let's uh, let's take a quick break and uh, come back. We're actually going to get into what Dougie really wants to talk about. The Patriots are the same as the Houston Astros. (sighs) You son of a bitch. We'll be right back. Beyond FM. Hopefully we are still on the air right now. It's beyond FM. That was dead planet with die waiting. No, I'm getting information. I'm getting texts from Tony and he's saying he's asking if we're off air, but he's also sending me photos of him in a dress and asking if we're an automation. If you think I'm joking, I, I, (laughs) you think I'm joking. There is the fucking proof. He might just be fucking with us at this point. Tony, you're looking good, buddy. I I don't know if he's fucking with me, but if he is, love you, Tony, love you, Tony, but also fuck you you next time. time. (laughs) <laughs> He's texting me right now. I'm waiting. I am waiting. Hurry the fuck up. What are you trying to say, Tony? Let's let's take one second here and just get some. Uh, oh, now he says we're good. Okay, there we go. Jesus there we go. Christ. All right. He just wanted to love tonight. He just really did. He yeah. He wants to hear his own fucking voice. Basically, <laughs> apparently, something like that. I'm ignoring you for the rest of the night, you old bastard. <laughs> Damn you. You can you can message me. I just remember, As I said before, we have to that be was nice to him. He he has the, he could just cut us off. No, he's at work, so he can't do shit right now. Uh, and this is probably the best show he's got on the air anyway. So, dead planet there would die. Shots fired. <laughs> Dead Planet with Die Waiting there on Beyond FM, the best of everything STL. Welcome to the Monday Night Show. We got Kenny Boyer in, not the Kenny Boyer from the St. Louis Cardinals, but Kenny Boyer from It Comes in Waves. Hello. Just not he's got just as much knowledge as baseball as the baseball player does. And uh, more actually plays, cause, cause, plays guitar cause, even better. Cause that, I guarantee Ken, you. that Kenny Boyer's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call that a victory, man. <laughs> My knowledge is still growing. His is ended. 
Uh, so Doug's got something he wants to bring up, and he has been itching all since Game Six of the World, or was it Game Five or Game Six? It was of the Game World Six when game uh, six. the Houston Astros took out the Houston assholes took, took out the Philadelphia out. Phillies, and you should be happy you, about this, you, though. No, because here's the thing: the Phillies took out. Yachty and Albert, right. you should be happy that so, the Astros ended that. No, 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 no. I am. Here's why I'm upset. Here's why I'm upset because we, if we were, if the Phillies would have won, we would have lost to the best team in baseball this year. And we, that's how. But hold on, they had already come out and said that if the Phillies won, there was going to be a greater recession than what is going on right now. <laughs> I will take the Houston Astros winning. A greater the, recession? What do you mean? It was going to cause financial problems. If the Phillies won. Why? With who? Where? What the fuck are you talking about? Check it out. It's on the it's on the, the Google box. Source. Oh. Okay. Dude, trust me. Okay. <laughs> don't worry about where I find my information. I just I don't want to know where you find your information. You're on the but, dark web and shit. Like hey, whatever I gotta stuff. find. I mean so and hey, mind mind you, mind you also, I told you about this. This is an interesting stat. Philadelphia becomes the first city in history to lose two major sports titles in one day. Sorry, they'll be the one day in one day. They lost the World Series and they the Philadelphia Union lost the uh the the MLS Cup. But the same day. They'll beat the St. Louis Blues tomorrow, so it's all gonna everything will go back in order. Way to go, Philadelphia. Thanks for the dope ass sandwich. The, the city of brotherly <laughs> love. You got that going for you. They throw batteries at Phillies games. You're a winner like when that. it comes to making me happy with cheesesteak sandwiches. <laughs> but let's go back to the city of brotherly love and dropping it. Why to, you, that's, that, that, that should be a good liner, too. <laughs> <laughs> You're recording this? So you yes. Snip that yes. out. <laughs> make, make another the, hot key of that one. The playback. Christ on a corn dog. You make me so happy with Philly cheesesteaks. <laughs> Oh, only here. Last time, get this. last time on Beyond FM. <laughs> so back all to right, what we were talking right. about: the city of brotherly love, making things happen, losing to the Houston Astros, who my co-host Pat has a problem with, but yet he's a Patriots fan who says that cheating. Is winning when it okay. comes to a no, Super no, Bowl no, no, win. No, 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 but here's the thing. Here is the thing. I I can poke holes in all your little arguments about how they cheat the two times. You're acting like every Super Bowl is tainted and shit. Spygate. After, I will tell you. I will, I will go on this one. hill. I will die on this hill. Spygate was bullshit because every single team around the league was filming teams. Was Watergate bullshit too? Why we're, about not, steroids? We're, not, we're not getting political. We are not getting steroids. <laughs> I mean, Barry Bonds. We are not we're getting, asterisk next we're not to Barry Bonds home here. runs. We're not getting political here with Watergate, but <laughs> Spygate, though. We're talking about Spygate. For those that don't know, the Patriots apparently filmed a couple of plays that the Rams did during the Super Bowl, and that's how they won their first Super Bowl. They were able to die. They were able to figure out which plays the Rams were running. That and Adam Vinatieri. Well, that yeah. And the thing was. Every team admitted during that time they were doing that same thing. 
They had done that for years. They were filming practices, even the closed practices. The Patriots were just the first team that got busted out during the Super Bowl. And after, I think afterwards, at least like 10 other teams came forward and said, we do that shit all the time. So why are you suspended? Why are you mad at them? Because they are one of the teams that got busted. Just like the Astros got busted with trash cans. And you're sour about that. You're I sour don't like about the Dusty Baker. Even if the Astros did not win the World Series, I still hate the Houston Astros. Because they cheated. No, I hated the Astros since they were a division rival. But they're not. The Astros took out the 05 Cardinals. We're the better team. We're the, we were the better team that year. We clearly not. Won, we should have won clearly the World Series. Not. We were not. Clearly not we the better team. We would have put team. up a better fight in 05 against the White Sox and kept their streak of never winning a championship going. Really? But How about Boston? How about the Red Sox? You want to bring up that we could we could have beat the White Sox? We lost to a team that hadn't won a World Series in a hundred plus years. No, it wasn't a hundred plus. It was 04. It was nineteen eighteen. Was the last time they won. So it was it was two thousand four. So it was less. It was. And 19- you know what? We could even call that an honor because we broke the curse of the babe. Yes, <laughs> we contributed to the curse. And the Billy Goat curse. <laughs> well, no, that's a Cubs thing. Oh, we Billy Goat. Yeah, that was right. Cubs. Yeah. But so no, we contributed the cur- to breaking the curse in four straight games against the Boston Red Sox. And what was that? Three years later, uh, got a beating from them again. No, it was it was a while later. That was 04. We played him again in uh, 2013. Uh, it was less than 10 years 20, later. 2012. No, 2012. Yeah, 2013. 20, no, it was 2013 because we yeah. went, because it was the Giants. It was, it, we, we got eliminated. The Giants we got eliminated. In the, the, the Giants yeah. that uh, went like every two years there for a little bit. Yeah, the Giants had one of the better teams of the mid-2010s. But I mean, I would have really liked the 12 and 12, though. I, I can't that been, I think everybody awesome. wanted that. That was I remember that being drunk awesome. as shit in the bar screaming 12 and 12. And <laughs> but it, it, I was sitting at home, sitting at home in Cape Girardeau <laughs> watching it, sitting there screaming 12 and 12. And then Travis Ishikawa with that walk off home run is like, fuck, God damn it. <laughs> Here's the thing. And in every oh sport, guess. there's asterisks next to certain things. The Patriots and their Super Bowl wins, oh the Astros and their World Series wins. Barry Bonds and his home run record. So I point out the fact that Spygate really didn't ma- didn't mean jack shit. Number one, and then Deflategate. Deflategate was okay. Here's the thing: Deflategate was the AFC title game against Indianapolis. So you want to explain that whole situation? They blame that on Brady. Uh, why did Brady not have that great of stats of that game? Why would Legarrette Blunt scored three touchdowns? I think he rushed like twenty times for like 120 yards. It has nothing to do scores. with. They how good of a game ball. he had. It has to do with the fact that the balls were deflated. So why did in Indy, the possession why did of Indy, the New England Patriots? Why did Indy not be able to score a bunch then? Because their, they, their footballs were inflated. They had the same balls. Because they weren't. Okay. So clearly the Patriots have been practicing with deflated they balls. Not. They so were not. Tom said, Brady. If all balls are the same, then you stand up and pull your <laughs> pants down right now. <laughs> I mean, let's see. Twice. What the okay, fuck? Hold on a second. <laughs> hold on a second. Pull him down twice, okay? Pull him down, pull him back up, and then go. pull him down shit. again. Holy shit, Kenny's got a uniball. What the hell? <laughs> you want to talk about You want to talk about how One Brady wasn't didn't have a great game that that day with the deflated balls? He hasn't had a great season this season. Oh god, man. Because you're, you're his, relishing his cojones got deflated with his divorce. 
You're relishing in this. <laughs> and, oh, wait, oh, that's right. You're a Brady fan. So, I mean, everything falls back to, Pat, you like a cheater. Wow. He's, he, it's like he's just, gra- he's trying to, he's been grasping at straws for this shit. For so so he's on a 12-foot A-frame reaching for it. It's incredible. I've never, I wouldn't have believed it in, an, in a room with an 8-foot ceiling. But he's, he's on a 12-foot A-frame reaching for this shit. He had to use a ladder to get up that A-frame. What the fuck? Oh, my God. Or is it that Brady can't do anything without Gronk? I think there's a possibility with that. I think he's having issues because he, well, I mean, you got to look at the facts too. You've seen how many drops that his receivers. Oh, Mike Evans can't catch a thing. Mike Evans had one of the most wide open touchdowns in history. Terrible in my fantasy league. It was either, either I, either he got it right off the pads, right off the numbers and it takes another 20 foot bounce and he still can't get the, get the damn ball. Yeah, things are just weird this season. I mean, it has been a weird issue with football this year. When and, when mean, did you, you think you'd see a uh, break? Actually, what we're gonna do? We got uh, a world premiere to drop tonight. We do. We do. We do. Do we want to? Do you want to do that now? Let's hit picks because I have a feeling we're gonna spin off and do something else yeah. after the world premiere. Well, let's see. You're <laughs> gonna move to six and three, six, three and one. Oh yeah. Three games over me. We both took Philadelphia. You took Indy to beat New England. We both took the Chargers. We both took Miami. We both took Cincinnati. You, for some reason, picked Detroit to beat. Here's why I took Detroit. That's Green Bay what is, is a Packer? three and w- what? And a lion can beat no. up any Packer. Okay, but Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers Aaron, sucks this season. Aaron Rodgers threw three interceptions. Yeah. Matthew Stafford, the the reject of the Rams. I'm sorry, Jared Goff, the reject of the Rams, beat Aaron Rodgers, which surprised everybody. I that game was shit, and Rodgers' statistics kind of proved that. So I I don't even think that game should even count. But that you know, Father Time, you should petition the NFL for that. (laughs) (laughs) You still got the win. I don't think it would really matter. Bills, we were both wrong there. We were both right about Minnesota. We were both wrong about Las Vegas against Jacksonville. Both wrong against with Seattle and Arizona. Both, or actually, you were right about Tampa Bay beating the Rams, and we were both right about Kansas City. So he gets a one point win this week. And here's my thing: Baltimore wins. If Baltimore wins. We both still get the point, so it's yeah. weird that you took the Rams over Tom Brady. Brady's been bad. <laughs> We've had this discussion. Not this week. <laughs> we, he still wasn't that great. No, he wasn't that great. He really was not that great. The Rams should have probably won that game, but Matt Stafford got his ass handed to him. I just need some time to bring the
of everything STL Beyond FM. Making sure I'm rolling properly without running over Dougie's uh, toes this week. That would hurt. <sighs> yeah, it did. Hurt me even hearing about it again. <laughs> what would be your save haven, Kenny? Mm. Being on, honestly, being on stage. Being on stage? Yeah. There's nothing like it, man. What would your, your save haven be, Doug? Out in the middle of the farm, in the woods. That's fucking Animals. Right. Are you being serious, or yeah. are you just putting? No, on? that's my okay. that's my spot. <laughs> okay, no, that's my spot. <laughs> the, you you kind of said it with a little bit of an accent. I was just making sure it wasn't to put on. <laughs> no, no, that's my spot. Uh, that's that's his that's his normal accent. He's from North County, but he's got a Jefferson County accent. So <laughs> I got that. I got that. Jeff Coe swan twang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say. What's like, yours? Mine would probably be right here in the studio, like being able to like create and stuff like that, and just being surrounded, you know, music. And everything like I can do to like create like a good show and create like some like a good station and stuff like that. I think this this would be my safe haven for sure. Hell yeah. Where we're at right now. I'm that's, getting really fucking deep here tonight. So. <laughs> well, I mean, this this is a normal thing for us to get deep. Yeah, I mean, we mean we are we we don't advertise it too much, but this is like there there we do have like mental health segments. On this show, we had it last week with ATG. We had it with uh, the Wild and Free. We've had it even Fuck. with Dan. We even had it with Dan O'Connor in yeah. between his fucking stripper talks and stuff like that. So, <laughs> man, that, yeah, that's that's another that's something that I'm very passionate about, and I'm very open about my mental health. Um, I, I don't hide it from anybody. I have clinically diagnosed. This is not a TikTok diagnosis like a lot of people do these days. It is. <laughs> There's an actual medical diagnosis. Uh, I have anxiety and depression mm. and uh, the occasional intrusive thought. Uh, Sam. And uh, I've, I've been very, you know, I, I recently rel- uh, relived some trauma that I didn't realize I had kept in the subconscious. Um, it's, it's hard to talk about as a man, but I am a victim of sexual assault. And, uh, you know, coming, coming on to that one year anniversary this year, I hit a mega low i mean lower than i'd ever been in my life and uh you know having you know my kids and the band uh and a couple of really really good friends um that i could reach out to whenever i needed obviously not the kids are <laughs> they're, right they're right, seven right. and four <laughs> but uh you know they're they're unwavering unconditional love um and the love and support of my friends uh just always being there for me uh really really helped pull me out of it dude and i i'm you know it goes out saying i'm sorry that you know you had to experience that 
and, you know, shit happens. And, you know, now I know, now at least I know in the future, uh, hey, September sucks. <laughs> Hunker down your mental health for that. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I mean, no which, deal, you know, it's, September is National Suicide Awareness even Month. We are now in November, but still. Hey, <laughs> segue. No, well, September, so September is National Suicide Month. October is National Mental Health Month, if I'm not Yes. Wrong. So. And then I forget what month this is. Well, yeah, I forget what month this Let's is. Let's call it National Donut Month because <laughs> donuts are fucking dope. That's oh, a I mean, Thanksgiving, so turkey. So why not turkey? National Turkey Month. Because donuts are cooler. Because uh, okay. turkey puts you to sleep. Donuts <laughs> yeah. wake you up. Well, I mean, t- turkey is a little bit better for you. I don't know. Donuts, you have, so. have, you ever, have you ever eaten a half a dozen custard stuff? <laughs> <laughs> From where? Just, where? Where's your, where's your, where's your donut care, spot? I don't care, man. Where's your donut spot? In my mouth. <laughs> Get the custard in the mouth. I, I don't care, man. Had I'll, I known, I'll I would take a Seven Eleven. Had I know, had I known, I would have stopped and got you some custard, man. I I, I will remember that for the next time. Write oh, that down, Doug. I'll, I'll, I got. You. I'll hold you to it. Right here. But you know, I and I'm right there with you when it comes to the mental health. Everything like I recently got diagnosed with PTSD, situational PTSD. I have like. It sounds ridiculous, but I have an issue when it comes, I have like massive anxiety when it comes to cooking and it deals with abuse from ex-wife, ex-girlfriend and a lot of like, and again, this, you know, this kind of leads in with what you were saying, a lot of like unresolved, like trauma from like growing up and it's like, shit, I fucking buried that. I just completely forgot about half this stuff. Wild how that works, man. God. Like, fucking wild. Seriously. Like I I had completely I, I can't say blacked it out because I am open about it. I talk about it. I think it's important to talk about, you know, for me personally anyway. You yeah. know, if, if somebody else doesn't want to go through that and doesn't want to relive their their shit, they are under no uh um what's the word I'm looking for? Um obligation. Thank you. Under no obligation to to talk about their trauma. That's oh, yeah. That's entirely up to them, but me personally, what helped me was was talking about it, and uh, you know, having a good support system, having um, methods to ground yourself when you're freaking out and stuff like that. And I had commented on, and I'd, I'd be happy to to pass those on to you whenever uh, I'm on my way out of here tonight. A couple of very easy recipes that, I mean, it's literally like a few things, yeah. and it's impossible to mess up and it should be a really good confidence boost for you. I, so I appreciate that. I'll be happy like, to pass I, those on. I, it's, it's hard to explain, like, it's hard to like really understand it too. Like, and I don't want to go into like a total soapbox with it and shit like that, but it's like, I, and you know, they were, he was on vacation at the time. I was attempting to make just like regular chicken, you know, just taking like bait, like throw chicken on a pan, trying to season it. And it was like, I couldn't find the seasoning. So I messaged him and he's like, oh, it's in the Lazy Susan. And I'm like, looking at the, the fuck's a Lazy Susan. <laughs> no, I'm looking at the completely <laughs> wrong spot. He's like, it's in the cabinet next to the stove. And I'm like, oh, oh. And I'm looking to the wrong fucking stove, looking on the other side. Cause we got, I was looking on the, uh, the oven, the wall yeah, oven. The, yeah. I was looking at the wall oven and I start freaking out and it's like, holy shit. I'm starting to hear like my ex-wife's pet voice in my head. I'm starting to hear my ex-girlfriend's voice in my head. And it just, 
it snowballed. Well, it probably didn't help with the way I actually answered that. So yeah, because kind of I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> Here I am in Florida, and I get, hey, where's the salt and pepper and the seasonings? I'm like, uh, underneath the the stove or in the cabinet next to the stove where it's been for the last six years. So, <laughs> so here's, here's my thing about that. If, if you have a, uh, I don't want to call it a phobia because then it makes it sound like you're, you're insane. And I, I definitely would never do anything to I mean, the jury's little, out on that situation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fair. Uh, no, if, if it's something that you've shied away from for, for the last, you know, five, six, seven, eight, however many years, um, because you are avoiding that, that PTSD, um, then there would be no reason for you to know where something as, as trivial as salt and pepper would be because it's not something that you think about on a day-to-day basis. See, you are a dick. Hold on now. <laughs> you put salt and pepper on your eggs. Actually, I don't. <laughs> you don't. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Now we got it. Hold on. You don't salt and pepper your eggs? I don't. I season everything. I don't. Like, I... Like, I... It wasn't until... Probably because of the the last relationship with the ex girlfriend, I didn't know jack shit when it came to seasoning. I didn't uh, know a damn thing. Fair. So I I, I, I almost take <laughs> cooking scrambled eggs to an art form. <laughs> like I've got it down to a science. I've got my technique. I got my favorite pan. I've got my favorite egg spatula. That's, like I mean, I'm you, the same way. You name it. Like like I don't, I won't even use a salt, turner. Salt salt pepper and cheddar That's on the a, top of them bad boys. I don't I don't use a turner. I use a um like a cookie. Um it's like a red that black handle with the red uh spatula. Yeah, I guess this well, not No, it's not a spatula. It's, <laughs> it's uh, uh, um, my boy, you're fucking up if you're not doing wood spoon. Wood we, spoon. we don't have none. Wood they're a dollar at Walmart. Man. I, I don't go to Walmart because of the Rams. I don't, I don't blame you. Um, <laughs> Hold on now. That's okay. First of all, fuck Walmart. But Stan Kroenke married into that. And Sam, Wal- Sam Walton's got to be turning in oh, his fucking yeah, yeah. grave for yeah, that dickhead pissing but away half his and, fortune. And, but you got to think about and it. All the Walmarts are built on his property because he buys the property and builds them. And yeah. the, the wife just. Puts her name on the building, so f- I don't go to Walmart. But yet I go to Sam's Club. It's w- weird. Same same family. But Are you familiar with Amazon.com? I, mean, I, know, I, I think I know. My fiance is. Let me tell you. Woo. You ever heard of that place? <laughs> Let me tell you. I I have PTSD on top of my military PTSD because I'm scared to come home. Because I don't know if I'm gonna have a package waiting on my front door. <laughs> I, I mean, thought you were being serious. Almost, you were talking about your PTSD and then you had to bring up the package. Bro, I am being serious. I have PTSD of that when I come home, there will be Amazon sitting on my front door. There was today, wasn't there? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it was something <laughs> beneficial, though, at least, yeah. right? I think it was, what was it, laundry detergent? Yeah, yeah. I mean, see that. But I never know what's in the box. It's like a mystery. I'm like, "Mm, love that we went to the same place there. (laughs) We won't go with the other part of that. (laughs) No, we don't need to go there. (laughs) We can just right there. There's there. But no, I mean, it's perfect where it's at. Just leave it there. Just put that on the floor and walk away. We all know I've been pretty open on on the show um, since becoming part of the co-host team here um, about my mental health and then. With my foundation, I mean, which is to fight mental health and 
bring awareness to suicide in the military and the veteran communities, which it's, it's not easy. I mean, we got you and we got Kenny over here. I mean, we're three grown men talking mental health about suppression and hiding stuff. I mean, it hits everyone in different ways. I mean, yeah. I don't do Halloween. I don't do 4th of July. There's like minor holidays. And then there's certain dates that like obviously coincide with my military career that I just call them blackout dates. Yeah. Pat, you've seen it. I just, I don't move. Halloween, Halloween with the ATG last week. Maybe down here. For, I had to coax him in here to get him down here for five minutes. A little trail, little trail of a uh, so, famous Amos. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh wait, no. Uh, uh, it was Hansel and Gretling him. Robert, uh, uh, what was it? Robert Woods and uh, Family Guy. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> it was laying gummy bears down. A trail of gummy bears. So, so with, with never mind the ant problem that he's got now. <laughs> we won't. We won't go into the spiders. No I mean, <laughs> with Halloween, I mean. Halloween's something special to me um, because that's the date that my NCO committed suicide. So that dates back to the whole foundation and everything. But like there's days of, you know, when I did certain things in Afghanistan or when, you know, things that I probably shouldn't be alive for. I know I shouldn't be alive, but I mean, I get lucky every day. Um, And then, but I mean, it's something is could be as deep as mine to, not saying yours is light, Pat, but like as light as cooking food. I mean, people don't see what all mental health is and the different ways mental health can affect well, people. Stigma. There's such a bad stigma around it. That's, it's almost like too taboo to talk about. That's a part reason. of the issue that you were talking about, though, is that it's such a subjective thing because what what might cripple you is no big deal to me and what might cripple me is no big deal to Pat. So I like, mean, like... It's it's so completely subjective that, you know, me and you, I mean, we could sit here and talk recipes all day and that would scare and, the living I mean, hell out yeah, of Pat. He, would, be, he, he might be over there. And I'm not joking about that, Pat. Mind. I'm not trying to, you no, know, we're make light be, of you. Yeah, no, just, <laughs> here's Pat laughing. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have a light on your head here before too much it would, longer. It wouldn't necessarily scare me. Like, yeah, I could talk about like cooking and stuff like that. It's like being in the moment and it's just like that right then in itself it's like having sex for the first time every <laughs> single time i was thinking about it but i was oh, like geez, i don't want to go there that was, ah, say it i don't know it's fine oh oh my god oh god what if i can't get a boner right it's that's <laughs> essentially what it's like with the midget tell me i'm wrong tell me i'm wrong no that's daniel o'connor just walking in? <laughs> <laughs> let's take a break come on we're getting too serious let's say no but for real let's take a break though let's play yeah. uh die criminal right next here on beyond fm
for real. Somebody needs to fill my cup. It's a the best of everything STL beyond FM crystal O'Connor and the whiskey rebels there with Ozarks. And then before that above the grave die criminal featuring uh Dougie's best friend in the whole wide world, Joel Colby of inimical drive. Yeah. Me and Christy were actually just talking about uh, yesterday, going back him. out and seeing him. Uh, he was actually there uh, Friday night. Too. Was he? Yeah, I got to see him, and he was like, where the fuck's Doug at? And I was like, being a little bitch. No, I think we're going to go out and see him. Uh, maybe this, uh, Come here, December. I'll go back out and see him in December. For Thursday night uh, trivia stuff, basically? Yeah, karaoke, or not karaoke. Uh, no, music trivia. Music trivia bingo. Music trivia bingo. Not a bad time. No, it's actually it. really fun. Yeah, we should probably see. I'm going to see if we can get, like, friendly as a sponsor, like, the show and stuff like that. We <laughs> plug the Thursday oh, we're at mascots. stuff like that. Yeah, we're at mascots, mascots Thursday. Mascots every, well, In St. Peter's. Yeah. Yeah. There's a free plug for them for this time around. So we've been talking about recipes and stuff like that. Uh, Making me hungry. Yeah, I'm starving as well. Tell me about it. I don't get to eat until 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. Oh, my <laughs> God. I feel so. I'm sorry. RIP in peace. I'm sorry. <laughs> so when he was sitting out in his car, he, no, was, he was eating real quick. So he no, could, no, and then I, we rushed, I, then we rushed had, him inside. So. I had all of my snacks. I finished my snacks before I left work at, at 530. So it was like 5 o'clock that I, I got some snacks in. And it was. It was, so, it was mini muffins and a Nutri-Grain bar. That's. And a Mountain Dew, cause and the, <laughs> your boys had a thousand milligrams a day. Okay, I need that caffeine, and if I don't get it, I'm not. I'm not. I'm trying to limit myself to like one bang a day, basically. So I try to limit myself to that too. I'm, I'm not he, getting he too many bangs. He was trying to make a sex joke, but he tripped a little bit. <laughs> he and, tried. And he got in his. He got he, between his own ears whenever he tripped. He tried and he <laughs> crashed you were and burned. So close, man! You just ran like a double marathon and tripped at the finish line. <laughs> Damn! This is why he doesn't do stand-up comedy right then and there. <laughs> okay, so another thing. So okay, outside of you know. Talking about recipes and stuff like that, uh, and talking about mental health. So it comes in waves. What do you guys got coming up? I mean, I know Safe Haven's the new big single. Yep, uh, that will be dropping officially on uh, all of the platforms, the Spotify's and the YouTube's and the Apple Music's and all of the stuffs. November 18th. Uh, November 18th. On the big correct. internet box. Uh, yeah, the big the fancy wide internet range. machine. <laughs> the wide you range. You can find us on the yes. World Wide Web. Twinner web. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> well, you had to channel a little Jeff Burton there too, though, you know? Uh, so, uh, shout out to RIP Jeff Burton. RIP. 
Anyway, uh, I, oh man, I used one of his things the other day. I, I was talking about a, a history teacher that I had in college, and I was like, "Yeah, so his name was Scott, and I was probably still his." And I, man, man, it didn't even hit me that I said it <laughs> until I said it, and I was like, "Oh man, what a guy!" Oh my god, what a guy Jeff Burden was. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we got we got you know um, a soft outline, I'll say, of a of of an idea of what we want to do. Um, you know, trying to. Trying to work with uh, some people and and uh, some things didn't really shake out the way that we wanted them to, um, which was kind of a bummer. Mm. Um, just uh, elaborate what, just in the cards bit. for us. Elaborate just a little bit. Um, so it, it, it was a, it was no it was um, it was a uh, uh, like a um, it was a, a magazine that was based in the UK and they they have their finger in some stuff in the US but mm. they didn't really have a lot of context and. Um, it just wasn't going to work out to be the best deal for us. Um, so, um, you know, we just kind of st- thanked her and you know, stepped back. Uh, but, you know, always looking for the right move, the right fit. Yeah. British invasion coming from, comes <laughs> in waves. Coming from St. Louis. <laughs> well, you know, we do have our, our Scandinavian secret weapon, as I call them. <laughs> Who's that? Peter, the keyboardist. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a little little Northern European uh, (laughs) synth influence that you hear in the the songs. That's why I call him our Scandinavian secret weapon, man. (laughs) Wasn't that? I'm pretty sure. Danish Pete as as our bass player. There was a blues player that was, they called him that, the Scandinavian secret weapon. He was Peter Gustafsson. He was just back in from, uh, like, I think, yeah, he played with the Blues in like the mid 80s and he was there against Edmonton like two weeks ago. And he was, that's what they called him, the, <laughs> the Scandinavian secret weapon. Oh, there's, uh, there's hockey going on. Yeah, there is. And we're losing one nothing last time. Surprise, surprise. Well, it, is it, has, it, it has not been. It is not. I, I, I only right. loosely follow hockey. Uh, so do the Blues. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Getting a look at it right now. 3-1 Boston with oh, five seconds left to go in the third period, and the game is officially over. The Blues now drop to 3-7. and seven. That is seven straight losses, which is a brand-new franchise record for the St. Louis Blues. Hey. Hey, but, you know, the strong – you know who the strongest team in – all hockey is right now Boston because they are ten. They're at eleven. No, it's the, it's the last place team. <laughs> Braden Shen got his third goal of the year. Kairou Krug with the assist. Oh, Krug's back. Yeah, uh, apparently I think. I think yeah, Buchnevich was supposed to be back tonight. He got four shots on net. Uh, Bennington gets the start again, and he just continues to get just no goal support whatsoever. He stopped thirty-four of thirty-seven. And <laughs> that seems to be a St. Louis theme, though, doesn't it? Like, I mean, just I mean, can't you get, score. You get a, you get, you get, you know, Wainwright or Michaelis <laughs> out there, and they throw a fucking gem, and they get zero run support and None. lose it by one run. None. That's the same thing for yeah. the Blues. It seems like. I'll say, yeah. I mean, Benner, Benner's been standing on his head. I was there that, that that Edmonton game again. He was standing on his head. He's making save after save after save, and they're not scoring. They got two lucky goal, lucky bounces against him to score, and we couldn't put anything in the net. And they're just looking unenthusiastic, 
it's a lot of like they're not flying around, they're not hitting nobody, there's no four checking involved, and it's just it's something's not clicking. And I think Doug's got got a point to it. It, it has to do with the schedule. Day, yeah, five days, three or four days off between each game is not going to do any good. I'd say we played uh, Thursday night. Uh, and that was a close game against the Islanders. That was probably at the time our closest scheduled uh, games. I wouldn't say it was that close of a game, but you know. it was only it was three one. No, they lost like five to two. Uh, well, maybe, but then uh, <laughs> I don't he just, know. He folded so easy. <laughs> I don't know. Pretty sure it was three one because I just did a report on it. You want to play poker? <laughs> but I mean, he's got the worst. Po- he's got the worst poker face. You're- this week they have. Four games, four games in five days, I believe it is. This week? Yeah, they have Boston tonight. Uh, They shoot up to Philadelphia to play the Flyers tomorrow, have an off game Wednesday. Then they come back to St. Louis to play the San Jose Sharks, who were going into tonight three and eight before going to Vegas, I believe it is, for a game on Saturday. Look at you. You got that all correct. Wow, I'm so proud of you. I was kind of waiting for you to throw an ish in there. You got that so correct, ish. ish. <laughs> well, you missed, no. you missed up on the, the standings. You got all of it right, except for none of it. Do you want, you want some things that are corrected? You want me to correct you on a couple things? First off, the uh, the Sharks, they're 3-8-3, three, and three, meaning they have three more points than the Blues do in the standings. So we're nine. we only got six points. They got nine points. And this is like the looks like the most lopsided thing. Golden Knights are eleven and two, with twenty two points, and we're three and seven with only six points. So, so we're three and seven. That puts us at what? Uh, quick math: ten games to Vegas's thirteen games. Mm-hmm. So I think we have the least us and whoever's right below us in the standings has the least amount of games played in the NHL this season so far. And what's what's, what's really concerning for me is the fact that, you know, besides Justin Falk has the most points in the entire team, besides the fact that Vladdy Tarasenko has four, uh, Ryan O'Reilly has one point through ten games. Well, it's a good thing they didn't just sign him to a huge-ass contract. He's the captain. Yeah. Makes it even Didn't worse. Didn't he also just pick up a huge ass contract? Am I- no, no, he's <laughs> on free agency after <laughs> this season. Yeah, this is his final uh, year. So he's it was not- Kyrou that picked up the big eight year contract that hasn't and done hasn't, anything. And Robert Thomas, too. Neither one of them have really put out very much production so far to start the season. But again, 10 games in, and they're not really playing all too much. It's like too many breaks. In between number 91's not showing that he should be staying here either. He's got four goals. And a team that Falk has more the most on the team. Falk that is has, a problem. Falk has the most points. Falk has the most points by one. Falk has three goals and seven assists. Tarasenko's got four goals and five assists. Okay. You're talking somebody that thinks they should be the complete all-star of every team that he, he's played on. He's only played on the you Blues. You are misconstruing so many things and about Vladimir Tarasenko. He doesn't want to play on the team. He should be playing to show his talent to other teams. If he wanted Justin to Falk leave, he could have left. He, he could have left. He still has the no-trade clause. He still has the opt-out clause, and he never chose to use either one of them. There is a lot of misconstrued things going on through the media, and I money. blame I blame 
the Russian media that was talking to Tarasenko that kind of reported back to St. Louis and told everybody a lot of BS, a lot of shit that just kind of like got everybody, including you. Vladdy does not want to be in St. Louis. He's made it clear himself, not he's the done, Russian he's media. He's done after this season. He said, okay, he said, after all that came out, he said, don't believe everything you hear. He can't because... The Russian media, they you know, they'll end up shooting him. Mother Russia. Mother Russia will end up shooting him in some form or fashion. There was a that was like a lot of the reason why there was a kind of misconstrued thing with the Russian with the Russian media versus the US media. He still doesn't want to be in St. Louis. Uh, Go we'll back see. to Russia. We'll see. We'll Go see. back to Russia. We'll see. We will see where he ends up with where end up sellers or traders by the deadline by the deadline. And then no, the, towards the end of the we're season. We're already at the deadline for the Blues. Trade deadline, I mean. Trade deadline. Jesus Christ. Oh. So heard, okay, so I got a question for you. Have you heard anything about Mitchell Miller? No. You heard anything about this? I went to school with a guy named Matt Miller. <laughs> <laughs> we used to have a goalie named Wait, Miller. Mac, Mac Miller? <laughs> no. So... Mitchell Miller, 18-year-old prospect, gets drafted by the Arizona Coyotes. After he is drafted, a lot of how, how usually things come out, you know, years later, stuff yeah. happens and shit like that. He is now 21 years old, gets picked up by Boston, and the full story is finally released of what he did wrong. You want to take a guess what he did wrong? Uh, let's see. He either was... Uh Minor in possession, messing with nope. underage people. Nope. Um, hit somebody. New. No. I've shot my shot. You got any guesses, Kenny? Uh, throwing dice between a stripper's legs. <laughs> didn't didn't one of the offset or one of the amigos do that? That's how he got shot. Oh, for real? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> That was, then, that was like the most educated guess ever. No. So then there was only two. The, so the, sto- so the story came out that he, so he gets drafted and then they realize the kind of person that he actually is now. He, so the story is there was a kid that was around the same time, same age as him. They were about 13, 14 years old. So this is like five years after, before he gets drafted. Kid is underdeveloped. He is autistic. He proceeds to take a lollipop and dip it into the urinal and gives it to this kid. Well, that's fucked up. Is there video proof of this? Do you need it? Do you really need yes. an autistic child? Okay, but here's the thing. Now, one, you know, you just brought up media and everything a second ago with the Vladdy case. We need something to have proof that this actually happened and this let, is not let, just hearsay. Let me, let, me, let me ask you this. What does somebody have to gain by fabricating that? Blackmail. Money. Mm-hmm. If he signed a contract, there's he money not, involved. He had not signed a contract yet. He had just gotten drafted. And the story about there, there was questions about his maturity level. When he initially got drafted at the age of 18, they said he was kind of a problem child. He had a lot of issues. There was a, there was an open and shut case against him that kind of derailed a little bit. And that's why he fell so bad in the draft to the coyotes in like the second or third round. 
And then when they finally figured out what he did, they got rid of him. Three years later, he gets picked up by Boston, and Boston's agreed to give him an entry-level deal. So here's where the rest of the story comes out. This was not an isolated incident he did to this kid. Eight years he has been fucking with this kid, this autistic child, for eight years. That was just one thing that he did, the, probably the worst thing out of everything that he had ever done to this kid. He has also never officially apologized he apologized to the league after the stories actually came out and said, oh, I'm sorry to all 32 teams that this story has come out. That's exactly it. He's sorry that the story came out He's sorry and that, that he couldn't control the narrative of it. Right. So now Boston has cut him and Gary Bettman came out and said he will never play in the NHL. He is officially barred from playing in the NHL. Here's the thing, though. They need to do a full investigation to, to into it because – Right now, and this is from somebody that studied criminal law and whatnot, everything is hearsay. Until there's hard evidence, the NHL has barred somebody from playing a sport that he was clearly good enough to play in. Sure, but he doesn't have the right to play in that. But you're, you're correct. The, the owners but have nobody the right. has the right to play in the, any sports the, without The owners have permission. the right if they want to sign him or not, and the— Commissioner, I guess, has the right to prohibit him from playing in that particular league. That's not to say he can't go to Russia or right. No, no, I'm right. play hockey. I get that. But what I'm saying is without a full investigation. He could always do the happy Gilmore. <laughs> Switch to golf. Just uh, you know, angrily skate around at, at beat up Bob Barker. <laughs> beer league. Yeah, beat up Bob Barker's ghosts. And then play golf. <laughs> so my question is, do you think he deserves a second chance? If he is the kind of person that bullies somebody that it's autistic for eight straight years without a break and does that kind of thing, the fucking lollipop and the urinal type of situation. I think there needs to be an, a, a formal investigation on it. I mean, what do you think? There's video proof that he's taken the urinal? No, I'm not in, saying that, but in eight years, there has to be something. Be plenty of corroborating witness accounts. Witnesses. Um, but there was, a, was there was a lot of witnesses that came out and said, uh, so this autistic child is also African-American. He said a lot of like racially motivated things to basically said something. There was one report that came out that said, he said, go pick my cotton or something like that. Jesus fuck, man. Yeah. All I'm saying is there. Nope. Over nope. eight years. I, nope. I, I say no. <laughs> That's I, the hard line right there for me. Yeah. Over eight years, there has to be some type of evidence that all this went on i mean you know i get it he's the the kid was autistic i'm not saying that don't don't take it that i'm saying that that's an excuse to do anything like this what i'm saying is if you've been bullied for eight years there has to be at some point he said the kid said something to his parents about it and there's probably therapy notes parents have even come out and said he's never actually apologized to them for the parents. Oh, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying the apology part, but there is there has to yeah, be I mean, records somewhere. Going oh. back to trauma, how do you undo eight years of trauma? Right? Trauma, yeah. yeah. Like well, that, that's just what movie was that that's, with? That's uh, fucking sadistic at that. Can, the length. I, was it Billy Madison, where he starts apologizing to everybody he bullied? 
Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Steve Buscemi shows up later, shoots, shoots the other guy. Shoots Eric thank, in the ass. Thank God I called that guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a good start. That's a good it's start. A good, it's Apologize. a good start. It's a good start. No, I mean, you know, the, uh, sure. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, man. Like, that's not going to be a fucking Band-Aid. Like, that's, oh, okay, well, everything's fine now. At least right. you said sorry. No, yeah. I mean, that, but at, at least it shows that you have some... Right, I empathy mean, and apology and starts. A lot. He never, least, but apparently the story is he never did. He never. That's apologized. what I'm saying. Like he ne- he's apologized even, for the to the NHL. He apologized to the teams that drafted him and took a chance on him and shit. Oh, I'm sorry that this you know th- this is the kind of person I was. But you that's know. exactly it. As if he if he came out and apologized to all these all these people except for the uh, affected party, then no, he absolutely should not have a chance. I, I I I agree. Especially so. not hearing that he's a racist too. Fuck that guy. Yeah, seriously. That's something I don't tolerate. I cut my own grandma off for that. Oh, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for you to mention your buddy. Shout out to Trigger Troy. Yeah, there you go. The one shout out he ever gets. And he'll never get one from me, <laughs> but he gets one from Doug. Let's play one song here. Come back, wrap things up, and uh, get out of here for the night. Here's uh, Discrepancies on Beyond FM.
discrepancies with control on Beyond FM, the best of everything STL. Listening to the Monday Night Show, it's the Hat Tricks. We got Kenny in the house, getting ready to get out of here. Whoop. Talking about some corn dogs and stuff like that. Oh yeah, Christ on a corn dog. Christ my, on a corn dog. Let me tell you something: you never do is you never eat a corn dog at a urinal making eye contact with another man. <laughs> but that's something Pat would do. I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I'm just asking you to not do it. Oh, okay. of you of all, I you. will eat the corn dog and stare at you deeply into the eyes, <laughs> right through your soul, <laughs> pierce your soul. Oh God! So okay, real quick, what do you got coming Yo, up? Oh man, you, you, get the you could barely get through that one. I, <laughs> 18th, yes, uh, 18th. Uh, single, new single drop, Safe Haven. Uh, uh, of course, we're on all the socials, TikTok, uh, Instagram, um, Facebook. Uh, we have our link tree and, and all of those. You can find our merch, uh, all that stuff. I need we, to give you a It Comes in Waves shirt. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Add to and, my band. A, I got a whole a collection. I'm starting up a whole entire collection right now. Shut your face. I know you're about to say something stupid. Actually, I was just going to say, I want the shirt he's wearing right now. For those that don't know. <laughs> For those that don't know, Kenny is rocking the most amazing shirt. It's a long, it's a medium quarter sleeve, sleeve, quarter sleeve, three quarter sleeve, three quarter sleeve. He's got, it's white and blue and rainbow with a unicorn that says go to hell. And he is rocking it majestically. It's all sparkly and shit. It's dope as hell. Where did you get that? Uh, Some, I don't know. It was one of those random ads that you see on Facebook and it was like, Fuck, I want that shirt. <laughs> so I found I that shirt. I don't I even get, remember the I one. I go to those <laughs> random ads and I never get my clothes. I, I found one of those before and I got me a Deadpool skating, like I like hockey player Deadpool. <laughs> it is the dopest looking shirt. I cannot find it anywhere, but it is freaking awesome. Uh, so anyway, uh, we are slightly modifying our uh, release strategy. We were going to do a single every six weeks. Um and Safe Haven being the release uh, for, for this um, cycle. Um, we've since revised a little bit and decided that we think we want to do a um, proper EP. Um, oh, nice. So um, this will be the last one for, for a couple months, but um, hang tight with us, and uh, we'll, we'll try and get you out. We of, have to get you guys we're not, all, we don't, all in the studio for the next time. I, well, I, that'll be difficult because one of them's, you know, on the other side of the world. Scandinavia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's in the Denmark land. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how does that, how do you get that to work? Seriously, I wish I would have asked this earlier. We telecommute. But, but like, you've no. got a show and shit. <laughs> uh, I can't give away all the secrets. Okay. All right. Just had to ask. He dials in. Wi-Fi. Okay. No, not really. You get him, okay, you get him to play, you get him to play, you put a track over it, and he's hologramming it and shit. I, uh, I I actually have a robotic attachment that I attach to my lower back, and uh, I play the keyboard that way. It's all mind control. It just I mean, taps you in. you are an there's, engineer, there's a, so it kind of makes sense. There's right? a there's a spinal a spinal tap that goes on there, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am a fucking idiot. What the hell am I even going on about? I'm trying to promote an EP here. You got me talking about a spinal tap. Anyway, uh, we're we're hoping to be able to uh, to get that finished up and done and pushed out in uh, in spring. Nice. Um, yeah, that's that's what we got going on. Awesome, man. Can't wait to hear uh, it. Currently, no shows on the books, but we are we are looking. 
for uh, if anybody is the correct needing somebody to fit. partner with. We need an it comes in waves show. Seriously, <laughs> uh, you're not the only person pushing us for for some shows. I, a lot of people pushing, and you as know, we should be, shows are, as we should be. Uh, well, I would say shows don't just pop up, but. Hell, if your discrepancies, <laughs> apparently they do. So, apparently, uh, if your discrepancies, hey guys, if you're you listening, you can just show up at fucking Blueberry Hill Duck Room and say, "Hey, we want to have a surprise show tonight." <laughs> I'm ATG. Fuck. Oh. Hey, it works. Apparently, it does. Uh, next week, we got Gorilla J in the studio. Hopefully, going to talk some Egan's Rat stuff and more sports talk. Hopefully, oh shit, Dougie! After we get off the air, we got to do picks this week because yeah, we, we kind of we're terrible slacked last week. So. Um, as you can set as uh, Kenny was saying, you could follow along with it comes in waves at Facebook, Instagram, Instagram Twitter. Uh, I don't think we're on Twitter actually. I mean, who does use Twitter? who tweets? I yeah. tweet, God damn it. When I get well, banned, when I get reason. when I get banned from Facebook, I do. So <laughs> I gotta stop talking uh, well, shit about pe- about people doing bad recipes of uh, chicken and waffles. <laughs> so. Uh, TikTok, uh, Instagram, and uh, and Facebook would be our our most uh, most used routes. Nice. All right, follow along, and hopefully we'll see you guys again. Music's on all the streaming platforms. Whatever you use, it's on there. Should be November eighteenth. Safe Haven drops, yep. and then hopefully in the spring, you're just like a pusher. You're like giving us a little bit of Man, time. No, I got to. I got to keep you guys interested. You know. Yeah. Can't wait for it. Safe Haven drops on the eighteenth. If you didn't hear it earlier tonight. Cannot wait to hear it again on the 18th when it drops officially. We are out of here. We are out of time. We will see you all next Monday. Tony's got his show coming up on Thursday. I don't know who the fuck's on. Who the fuck cares? Just throw it out there like that. Fuck you, Tony. I'll I'll, I'll be your Huckleberry, Tony. <laughs> That's a wrap. And we're out. Bye.